Hey, Jay, what's going on? Hey, lady, I am doing fantastic. Just finished eating some deliciousness. How are you nice. this morning? Nice. I'm starving. I ain't ate yet. I need to eat something, but I'm trying to make sure that it's not like gonna kill me. Well, Even well, what, what would I really kill want. you? Well, what? you know, <laughs> the the foods that are not supposed to be healthy for you, you know, the ones that give you the diabeticals, that gives you the high blood pressures and all that stuff. All the stuff mm-hmm. that I like to eat. All the stuff that tastes delicious, yes. Everything mm-hmm. that is good for you does not taste nearly as good as all the things that are not so great for you. Exactly. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Fun things, fun things. But hey, what can we say? Diet is an important thing. And the subject of today's episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> the yeah, so we consume. Yes, dun, dun, and dun. what it does for us, and what it, what does, it does against to us, us. Mm-hmm. all of those things. I will say I just ate some breakfast potatoes and greens, and they were delicious. Nice, nice and full of all kinds of fat that, and not the good kind, but it was delicious. The Why? Kind. Fat makes things taste amazing. And I don't use the word amazing lightly, but it does make things taste amazing. Fats and yep. sugars and all of the things that American foods are pumped with. Huh. They make your soul happy, but they're not so kind on the waistline, right? You know, it's interesting that you say that um, American foods, because I've noticed that a lot of my friends that are not from here or my friends that have lived overseas and then come back have made note of the excessive amounts of sugar that we have in everything that we eat. And I mean everything that we eat. Things that I feel like, oh, that's not sweet at all. Um, I have a friend, she lives in Australia. um, And she came, she's from here, from Wisconsin, and lives in Australia. And I remember she came back to visit. We were having some beverages you know, some adult beverages. And she was like, oh, everything is so sweet over here. And I'm like, girl, what you talking? And she was just talking about the amount of sugar that we have in things. And, you know, my silly ass was like, "Mm, that ain't sweet at all. I need to put a little bit more in there. Thus, how the diabetical starts. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. I've traveled abroad and I am a huge fan of sandwich cookies. I'm a huge fan of cookies. And some of the brands that are manufactured here, when you buy the exact same brand in other countries, they are not they are not nearly as sweet as the version that we get. Not to say that I am downplaying our version because I love our version, but it is orders of magnitude sweeter. And I say this as a sugar addict. I, I will say that. I, sh- I shouldn't say I'm going to say it proudly, but I am. I have a ridiculous 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 sweet tooth and the amount of sugar that I consume when I measured it because I did measure it and and this is not to be proud of I was consuming probably about three or four cups of sugar a day and all Mm. the foods that I ate and that is horrible that is that is nothing to be proud of so I made steps to try to reduce that so for a month I cut sugar 
for the most part out of my diet. If it had more than three grams of sugar in it, I wouldn't eat it. Three grams is not a lot. It is not. Um, Considering the amount of grams that we consume. So that's a that's significant people. It was substantial. And I will say that at the end of that month, I did feel better. And it was tough. Like, I was looking forward to eating sugar. And just like any other addiction, I was just like, I just want it. I just want a little bit. It's not going to hurt anything. And, I mean, I was downing fruit like nobody's business because I, I just wanted to get that taste in my mouth. And I was like, I'm not going to to get the added sugars, so I'm just going to get the natural sugars. And my diet is already high in carbohydrates. And as a fit person, I will tell you, Fluffy probably eats more vegetables than I do uh, because I have a high-carbohydrate, high-sugar diet, which is not good. It is not a good diet. The only reason that I am able to maintain my size is because I exercise so much. And I don't believe in exercise because as we have told on previous episodes, it will kill you. It will kill you. But, I mean, it just goes to show you that you know, you, you can't always tell from looking at somebody what their diet is like. And, and diet is a huge, huge thing. I mean, trainers will often tell you you can't train a bad diet. So, I mean, I can give you all mm-hmm. the tips and tricks you need to get fit. But if you're not eating the proper foods and you're not taking in the correct things, it's not going to matter. Because your calorie intake is going to be higher than the calories that you're burning. And most people don't really take into consideration the kinds of calories they're taking in. They just figure, well, I'm eating. But you have good calories and you have bad calories or what they call empty calories. And basically, empty calories are the things that we get from eating ice cream, cookies, potato chips, pizza, all those quick... wine, (laughs) vodka. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, those calories that we, 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 we take them in but they don't give us anything. There's no nutritional value. They just fill a space. And then they just sit there because if we're inactive, so we got all these empty calories and no activity. And what does that equate to? Weight gain. So, yeah. And you make a, you make a good point that there is this common misconception that just because you are a fluffy person, just because you are a larger person, that your diet is terrible. Now, I will admit I love all things that are bad for you. I love carbs. Carbs are my favorite thing. Pasta and bread, I love it. It's a way of life. But I also like the things that are good for you. I love kale. I think kale is great in all forms of kale, actually. So I'll buy the bunches and I'll put them in. I have kale-based smoothies in the morning with, you know, my fruit and my flaxseed and my carrots and everything. And I'll smash those in the morning. Um, I'll do kale chips. I like kale salad. Um, I do lots of green vegetables, broccolis. Um, I don't like peas because I feel like peas are little green turds. And I don't feel like they should be in my mouth. I don't so like peas I, either. Yeah, I don't. I can't eat peas. I don't even like to make them that often. Um, but, you know. That's a good one, too, but I don't need it. But 
the difference is, is that I like the fried chickens, the mashed potatoes, the macaroni and cheese, the green beans, you know, the Thanksgiving style foods. But I also like this stuff. Like, you know, you, you get on the social media and everybody's saying, oh, let's do the keto diet. Oh, let's do the South Beach diet. Oh, let's do ADBDB. Yeah. I you am know. not a diet fan. Like I have, I always tell people I have never been on a diet ever. Yeah. I, I will remove things from my diet, but I have never actually been on a quote-unquote diet because I think though they set you up for failure, quite honestly. They do. In my opinion. And it is. And, and, and really, it's about making lifestyle changes. You know, I know that I try to incorporate some of the healthier things, but I know me. I love salt. Like, you like sugar. Salt is my thing. Chips. Any type of chip. Every chip is created equal is wonderful in the spirit it feeds those little hidden nodules in your life and just make you feel wonderful like the world could be coming down at the end but a well-placed cheeto at the right time will make the world okay and so thus that is my biggest downfall because and it's so easy we create gas stations that have how many rows of chips, the the single serve size, which chips, by the way is not an actual bars. single serve. Yeah, you know, candy bars right there at the register. So what else are you gonna do while you're waiting in line? Mm, I need that Snickers because you're not yourself when you're hungry. You know, yeah. so it is. You know, diet is is a funny, funny thing. Um, like you said, you know, I my diet is not necessarily terrible, um, but it's my activity level because I don't prefer to die when I go and work out. So then I just don't. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is when you are taking food in and a lot of us eat for a lot of different reasons and a lot of us don't have equal access to healthier foods, especially if you're living in a poor area, you run across what they call food deserts where all you can find are the like bodega type places in the corner stores that aren't serving healthy foods. And if you're on a limited budget, healthy eating can be very, very expensive. You know, I can't go to Whole Foods because I don't want mm-hmm. them to take my whole paycheck because that's what it costs, you know. Ain't that it? So, Ain't that it? I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, we we make it seem like, oh, well, just eat healthy. And it's so easy. But when you don't have those dollars, eating healthy isn't easy. Health. And food nutrition education is limited in many environments. And if you don't know what to eat, you're going to eat what your friends eat. You're going to eat what your family feeds you. You're going to eat what you can afford, which oftentimes, especially in communities of colors, does not equate to healthy eating. It equates to things that are high in saturated fats, high in carbohydrates, high in sugar, because those things that are high in sugar and high in all those processed things are cheap. Very cheap. Very yeah. cheap. You know, it, you, you mentioned food deserts, and it brought me back to um, for our listeners and our fans that actually live in Indianapolis. There is a restaurant that specifically was created for that. Um, it's called The Trap. And shout out to Oyer Woodruff and The Trap because it's amazing. But TRAP actually stands for Towards Restoring Food Access to the People. And well, that's great. where she has it is literally in the middle of, I wouldn't think she said the biggest food desert in the state of Indiana um, mm. per capita. So 
access to fresh food, access to good food, because people think that just because you're eating healthy, you got to eat tasteless things. And that's not the case. She has a whole restaurant that is just dedicated to fresh food. And when I mean fresh, I mean, it's she serves seafood and it comes in that morning. So when you're when you're eating it, it was caught that morning. It was the morning it was swimming around in the afternoon. It was. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And so, you know, that that food desert, that idea is real. And then we want to, you know, place higher prices on if I if I'm gonna go and I have five dollars, I can get a package of ramen, a case of ramen for three dollars and some sugar. Which has like two hundred grams of sodium in it in that little package. Don't quote me on that that measurement, but it's it's yeah. high. The salt in Very high ramen high. is extremely high. And a and a serving size of ramen is actually only half a package. So you mm-hmm. think about it, how many, how many times do people put two packages of ramen together? Because what you do. Mm-hmm. And it, you're right. It's so, it's, it's so high that if I wanted to say, hey, I'm going to eat healthy, then that $5, whereas I bought, you know, the 24 packs of ramen, and now I got 24 different meals versus I go and I can get maybe two bunches of kale and, you know, a package of mushrooms. And that's not going to last me nearly as long. Um but you're right that that access to food and access to ways to cook healthy food is I feel like we need to do better about as this, as a society. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, you hear people throw all these terms or you know unsaturated fat, calories, things like that. Do you even know what a calorie is? Do you know what unsaturated fat is? What what does that mean to me? Because that's the thing, and I have a scientific background, but. There are so many terms that we throw around loosely that we assume people understand, and they really don't. Like, do you know what a calorie is and what what it does? Calories are things that come out late at night that stitch your clothes tighter than what they originally were. So that when you wake up, they you look like you've put on weight, but they've actually just stitched your clothes tighter. That's what calories are in my mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that that is one <laughs> definition. That's the Urban Dictionary version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. a calorie is it. just a calculation of energy. It's how much energy you get from a food. And when they say a calorie is empty, it just means that that food that you ate, it's not providing you any type of nutrition or minerals that your body needs to perform, which is why when people eat empty calories, you know, they'll complain of fatigue and memory loss and other things like that because your cognitive skills your energy levels will all decrease with empty calories so don't quote me on that because you know there's i'm sure there's scientific studies out there that i cannot quote to you right now but just to say that we need more education we need people to understand that what you take in has a direct effect on how your body's going to function and what you put out because what goes in comes out the other end and what's coming out the other end can tell you a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know people we don't people don't like to talk about poo but poo is important i enjoy talking about poo let's talk about poo <laughs> i enjoy it because poo is comes in so many forms and fashions and based upon your diet poo can attack you as well you know you go from a very high fat high 
calorie diet, eating the fried chicken and the greens with the Joel bacon in it, to eating, drinking kale smoothies and green tea, and all of a sudden your butt attacks you. Okay, you'll be out in public and you're like, oh, I feel a rumble. Next thing you know, you have 30 seconds before it looks like a massacre. Yeah, let's talk poo. Let's talk poo. What does poo tell us? Poo tells us a lot. Like, I mean, they actually have something called the Bristol stool chart. And that actually tells you kind of what your poo means. And Bristol stool chart. Yes, that, that is a thing. And yeah, healthy food is a good thing because when you're eating the right food, so you're getting your fibers, your good fats, your vegetables, your fruits, your healthy meats, it goes through your system. Your system breaks it down and you get that nice, firm, but not too hard kind that just kind of slides out nicely and you're no strain, no effort. You don't, It just comes. You don't even have to put much into it. That's when you have it's a good, healthy out. diet. Now, when you have a diet like sometimes I have, where you're not quite getting all the, the things that you need. Now, the fiber may be a little bit low. That You know, the bacteria that your gut creates to help that stuff move through is a little bit low. And you get those little pellets that are really hard to pass. Like you're sitting there, you're putting forth all the effort, like all of it. And you just get this little, this little bitty, like, look like rabbit pellets, literally. They're just little bitty balls. Yeah. And you're like, I just put up so much effort for that. Like, you look a little disgusted. Like, I know I do when I'm like, all that energy for this, you know. That means our diet is not the best. We need to incorporate some more fiber, some more bran, all those things that put that roughage in your system and help push it out, you know. So Help slide it out. Mm -hmm. Sliding out is important. Um, you, You made mention of the type of strain that you have um, when you poo. Poo should be, you should be having bowel movements on a regular basis. Um, If you are not pooing daily, we need to talk. Or not we, don't call me because I don't want to talk about it with you. (laughs) But call your healthcare professional that friend that is the dietitian or that friend that is, you know, knows a lot. Because um, I I've, can't tell you how many times I've heard people, oh, you know, I only poop like twice a week. What? What do you mean you're in poop? That means your body is storing fecal matter. Your body is storing toxicity. That's not healthy. Um, now... If you're pooing too much, that can be a bad thing, too. Mm-hmm. So if you're like a one-time-a-dayer, that's good. That's pretty good. Um, if you are pooing two and three times a day, then that means that your body is not eliminating the way that it could be. Well, not necessarily. It really depends on what you're eating because technically after something goes in, your body should be trying to push out what came in previously. So if you are a frequent eater, you're going to go to the bathroom more frequently because your body is constantly trying to move those food products out of your system. Again, like you said, you do want to talk to a dietitian if you are just unsure because there are so many different people out here giving 
contrasting information and conflicting information that anybody mm-hmm. can be confused. Like one day something is healthy for you, the next day something isn't. So what I encourage everybody to do is listen to your body. Your body will tell you what you need. Now, if you are like me and you have consumed a certain thing in high quantities for a long period of time, your body you're going to have cravings because your body is looking to have that fixed, just like when you smoke or do a drug mm-hmm. or anything like that. Your body is going to be looking for that because that's what it's used to having. So you're going to have to retrain yourself, kind of like what I did with the sugar. I had to retrain my body to not want that particular substance so much. So I would eat more fruits. I would eat more vegetables. I learned about what foods provide what nutrients to me because you want to get a good balance and like Bianca said you do want to contact a nutritionist or a dietitian or maybe a food scientist or there's lots of podcasts materials on the internet that give you information about what a healthy diet looks like and how to get yourself on that path because just telling somebody to eat right is not enough no, what does that's that mean? Real. What does that mean? How do I do it? And how do I sustain it? We got to talk about sustainability, too. When you're talking about people who necessarily may not have the most money or the healthiest diet, we are looking at people who are doing the best with what they have. Um, and so what is something that's sustainable? I know that I have struggled with, um, you know, I've been fluffy my whole life. So I have talked to various amounts of people about food intake and what I could eat. And actually, um, one of my really, really good friends is a dietitian, and she knows me and she knows I like cheeseburgers with bacon and I like fried chicken and I like all the bad stuff and so she is actually giving me some ideas about how to still incorporate the things that you love but moderation is the key you know being intentional about it so I don't I'm like you Jay I don't do diets I'm not on a diet I'm not on South Beach I'm not on keto I'm not on paleo I I try to make life legitimate lifestyle changes so if i know that i i really like salads i love salads so i mix in kale with my salads because kale has a lot of good health benefits so am am i now am i now not putting the cheese and bacon on it no i am i'm putting a little less but i'm still putting it on there and i'm going to enjoy it and i'm not going to feel bad about it but we have to talk about sustainability too yeah and not only sustainability so once you create a habit but we also have to think about why people are eating the way they're eating in the first place because we have a lot of people who when you get bored and you're sitting around the house you just start start to snack Mm -hmm. you're not hungry you're just eating because you're bored and it's giving you something to do Mm -hmm. you have people who eat out of comfort you have people who eat when they're stressed there's so many reasons why people eat overeat and eat bad things so we have to kind of visit those reasons first because again like you said just telling somebody to do better we need to find the root cause teach them educate them and then we can go on and we can do better but just telling somebody that you need to do better is not enough we need you need community support so because a lot of people can't do it on their own you know and that's real that's real um the idea that of emotional eating is huge, especially in our culture, because think about it. When you celebrate, what happens? Let's go out to dinner. 
or something negative happens. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go have a drink. Um, we, we center our lives good or bad around food. So then we thus tend to equate food with comfort. We, we equate food with an ability to fill a void that we don't want to talk about. Um, because we all have that favorite go-to food. Mine is chips. Um, when I'm just feeling kind of down or when I'm feeling kind of bad or in, when I'm like, you know what, this stuff is not, the world is not going the way that I want it to. Chips is my go-to because it makes me feel better. Now, do I need it? No. Is it fixing whatever's going on? Absolutely not. But it is definitely something that in the moment I want. But that's what, and that's that, that instant gratification. Um, that's another thing, mm-hmm. too. You know, every, we all want instant gratification. So if we're feeling bad, we're going to need something to make us feel better in the moment. But then we start picking up weight and we want to lose weight instantly. So we do a lot of unhealthy things to lose weight. I'm going to take this pill. I'm not going to eat this food. And we things that I call crash diets. I don't know what they're really called, but you know, you that's what they're called. Yeah, you look online and buy this juice and drop twelve pounds and, and that's an unhealthy amount of weight loss in a short amount of time. It's not healthy. And a lot of that is water weight. It's it's your muscles are losing the the liquid in them, which is why you get that immediate weight loss, which again is not healthy. And another thing about diet is is stress. A lot of people, when they are stressed, they eat. And the problem is when you eat when you're stressed, stress causes weight gain because your body is not processing that food. It's, it's in When you're in a state of stress, your body is going to store fat because it is stressed. And it thinks, okay, I don't know maybe when this next meal is coming. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it goes all the way back to when we were hunter-gatherers, you know, in prehistoric time. When you're stressed, your body says store, 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 because we don't know when the next bit's going to come. But the problem is... When you're eating, when you're stressed or emotional or whatever, and you're doing all of that storing, but you're continually piling on because you're not in a state of scarcity. You have plenty, mm-hmm. but your body is reacting as if it's in a state of scarcity. So it, there's just so much that goes into it. And I have these conversations with people all the time, all the time. And people are really, really frustrated because, you know, they're like, Especially if they're doing all the right things, you know, they eat a healthy diet, they're walking, they're doing all of these things and nothing is happening. They're not seeing any weight loss change. They're not seeing any emotional change. And then they get frustrated and they, again, it's all cyclical. It's like, okay, so now I'm feeling stressed. So what do I do? Right. We eat. And that's, you bring up a good point too, that we have, um, kind of society says that we should look a certain way based upon, you know, whatever is popular in, in the media that time. First of all, that is that is a false thing. We look at BMI charts and everybody's, you know, focusing on what BMI should be. And the reality is is you need to talk to your healthcare professional because our bodies are made up differently. There are gonna be some people that are just naturally thinner. Um, you know, we all have that one friend, oh, she can eat or he can eat whatever he wants to and he'll never gain no weight. Um, metabolism, genetics plays a big thing big role into what our body shapes and things look like i'm a fluffy girl um my family has varying stages of um weight i have some that are really really thin so (laughs) that are fluffy like me 
Um, and in talking with my doctor, I'm like, you know, what do I need to do? And he looked at me and he was like, for your building, who you are, this is this is the weight range that is realistic for you. Now, that weight range is not necessarily on somebody's BMI chart on a Google search. You know, it, it takes into account mm-hmm. a lot of different things that are going on. And I think that's one of the things that we have to really be mindful of when we talk about losing weight and we got to change the way we think we don't want to say just lose weight we want to say get healthy because you can mm-hmm. be there's there's a picture that was circulating i don't know a couple months ago um i know i saw it of this lady and she's over 200 pounds but you look at her and you can't tell that she's over 200 she's very solid very what you know a lot of people call thick lots of uh, muscle mass the the serena williams type build and mm-hmm. this is not a mm-hmm. skinny woman so when we think of oh i want to be 120 pounds or you know whatever the case may be that may not be what's built for you and that may not be healthy uh the numbers right, on the right. scale sh- we we give them more power than what they should you know when we need to look at more of internal health i agree and i i like i said before listen to your body your body will tell you when you need to eat something like as much as again like like I said as much as I like sugar I can tell my body's like all right that's enough you need some vegetables you need some you know a protein you need some fat because the thing is we're taught that carbohydrates are bad that is your body needs carbohydrates Mm -hmm. your brain needs carbohydrates and those sugars to process and to function and depending on the type of lifestyle you have like for me my job requires me to move around a lot I need more calories because I'm burning more calories in my everyday. Now, if you have a more sedentary lifestyle, you're sitting at a desk, you're maybe standing in one place, like maybe, I don't know a job where you, like a security guard, where they kind of just stroll around sometimes, but they're not really doing high intensity exercise. You need to take that into consideration when you're deciding a diet plan for yourself, because that those are big, big deciding factors when you're picking the foods that you should consume in the during the day and like you said everybody's body is not the same my body does not process food the same as yours right i can eat lots and lots of things and i have trouble gaining weight and Mm -hmm. you know people like that's a good problem to have but it's still a situation where i mean i can consume it if i'm trying to increase by a couple of pounds that takes a lot of effort for me because the way that i metabolize because i've been working out so long my muscles burn things a little bit more efficiently so it takes more effort for me to gain weight and for me to do things but again that's why you cannot base your lifestyle on somebody else because you don't know what's going on in the background and that's why like i said in a previous episode don't base what you're doing on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Base it on what's the best version for you. And you can go far. You know what? That's true. And that makes me remember my fluffy find and frustration as it relates to diet. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to steer your attention to drastic dietary changes in flatulence listen when you're fluffy everybody tells you has their own opinion about what you need to do to lose weight okay at the end of the day you choose to listen to who your healthcare professional is as to what to do but please be warned 
that when you go from a high fat, high calorie, high butter, high saturated, high cholesterol diet to a healthier diet, so we're cutting out some of the fats, we're increasing our fiber, please, please, please remember Increased fiber means increased flatulence and not flatulence that you know is coming, not flatulence that you can feel a brewing flatulence as in you're sitting down and you simply stand up and then you have an atomic bomb coming out your butt. Okay, it happens. Do not be fooled by the fit people who say, oh, I eat lots of fiber. I don't have that problem. Well, you know what? Just like Jay said, they metabolize things differently. Our bodies are not designed to have that much fiber that quickly. So just be warned. Please don't start a high fiber diet on Monday when you got to do a presentation on Tuesday because you will bomb. And I don't mean be the bomb and knock out the presentation. You will blow them out of the water because it comes without warning. Okay, it comes without agitation. You could have drank water and then all of a sudden that water has flushed out two farts. And then you have to lie and try to blame it on other people. I used to do this when I when I worked at the school. I used to blame it on kids in the hallway during passing period because I just could not deal with flatulence. So please be warned that Increased fiber means increased farts. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my finding frustration. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And that actually leads into my tip from Fit, which comes to know what you're taking in. And in that, I mean, learn how to read a nutrition label. So you'll learn, okay, these things increase Certain things, these things increase bowel movements, these things increase flatulence, these things increase my energy levels. So read those uh, nutrition labels and learn what you're taking into your body because those things are important. And if you are unsure of what all of the, the, you know, the markings on the labels are and what they mean, there is a resource online. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has one posted on their website as well as a number of uh health and fitness you know websites you know webmds all those kind of places so know what you're taking in so you know what you're flushing out yes warning be careful with webmd be careful with webmd webmd will have you thinking that you have cancer and pancreatitis and appendicitis so just be be mindful (laughs) I'm not saying self-diagnose. This is more for information mm-hmm. than diagnosis. Be careful. I've, I've had cancer four times, according to WebMD. Oh, goodness. I just think that was your um, interpretation. <laughs> Could be. Right. Jay, tell them where they can find us and previous episodes. All righty. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts. On Google Play under podcasts, on the Quay Today website, on SoundCloud, and on Facebook. All of those under The Adventures of Fit and Fluffy. Absolutely. And for exclusive behind-the-scenes footage, bloopers, outtakes, and just a little bit of insight into who... Bianca and JR, you can find us on Facebook at The Adventures of Fit and Fluffy, as well as on Twitter 
at Fit and Fluffy Pod. Follow us there. And as always, we welcome all comments and reflections at Fit and Fluffy Pod at gmail.com. Fantastic, fantastic. And with that, as we say, that's a wrap. And as always, we would like to thank DJ Ajana for her music contributions. And we will see you all in two weeks. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.